with all this conference realignment hysteria that's going through college football, I, I feel confident in one thing, and that's the University of Miami administration will be proactive, not reactive. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus and longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Everyone is freaking out, especially if you cheer for a team that is in the Pac-12, Big 12, and ACC right now. Everyone's freaking out about conference realignment, the next dominoes to fall, and then, yeah, as a University of Miami alumnus and mega fan of the U, I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be left out if the SEC and the Big Ten end up being the only conferences that matter. I don't want to be on the outside looking in. But I said it, and I'll double down on it. I believe it. Had this been the the old football administration, you know, going back prior to December, and Blake James was the, was the athletic director. And at the time, the university president's office was very hands-off with athletics. They're no longer hands-off with that. If this was that version of the Miami administration, folks, I'd be very worried about Miami just sitting on their hands and waiting way too long to make a decision and not wanting to rock the boat and missing out on something special. But, man, I can guarantee you, folks, with Dan Radakovich at the wheel with the athletic department and with Julio Frank now having interest in the athletic department, his advisors like Rudy Fernandez, I know will be very active. Miami's working the phones. I can guarantee you nonstop to make sure that hey, if there's an opportunity to join the SEC or an opportunity to join the Big Ten, or if they feel like the ACC is actually going to do something to keep themselves afloat. Miami's on top of it. I'm not worried about that. And I'm very excited to bring in a special guest, a very good friend of ours, longtime former radio partner of mine, and he's still kicking butt at 560 WQAM in Miami, part of the Odyssey family, hosting the South Florida High School Sports Show. Our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein. Blue, how are you? Doing good, Alex. Thanks so much for having us in. And uh, this is like the busiest time of year. I, You know, people kind of talk about this being the offseason. While a lot of the college coaches, the major college coaches are off taking vacations right now, everything's bubbling around them. So, uh, and especially the news that you uh, were alluding to and recruiting. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a time uh, that, that, you know, I find when talking to college coaches that a lot of them who you know, they take these short vacations, but they come right back because this is, this is it. This is their livelihood. This is something that they, really need to secure and uh, yeah this is the time of year that everybody's busy and we're going to talk a lot of recruiting with blue because that's his wheelhouse and something something about blue folks you want to make sure you internalize maybe even take notes on everything he says about the prospects we're going to talk about because larry bluestein he watches more actual games from these prospects than probably anyone else in the country there's a lot of people out there that can watch film and highlight reels and attend some of the camps to see the players work out. When it comes to actually going to games and seeing these players in full context, Larry Bluestein does so much of that. And Blue, we're going to tie the conference realignment talk 
into recruiting because there's definitely a tie-in. This stuff is all kind of in the same realm here. But, you know, first things first with, with conference realignment, one of the hot topics has been, you know, Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, could be a big power broker here. Like if they decide to to join the Big Ten, which has been rumored, that would be, you know, huge for the Big Ten, would be bad for the ACC because the ACC would like to pull Notre Dame in to help save their own butts. Um, there, There's a report that came out yesterday that Notre Dame reportedly has said no to the Big Ten, that they want to stay independent. Now, that could just be them buying time, right, to kind of see some of the other dominoes that fall before they make a decision. Or maybe Notre Dame really does want to be independent. Um, how worried, Blue, should I be worried about the ACC? Because I, when I when I talk about being proactive versus reactive, the ACC seems to be very reactive. Like the ACC and the Big 12 voted against that college football playoff expansion, which ironically enough, I don't think they realized this at the time, if they had voted for it, that could have given them better guarantees. They could actually have a team in the college football playoff. That only gets less likely now with super conferences forming. How worried should we be about the future of the Atlantic Coast Conference? Well, you know what? You, you make a good point about Notre Dame because to me, going to the Big Ten makes so much sense because there's a lot of natural Midwest rivals. I mean, you got Michigan, and obviously you have Indiana, which is in their home state, and Purdue is in their home state. And imagine them playing Purdue and Indiana every year. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, instead of just, an, you know, as a uh, add-on game, those games mean a lot. Uh, but at the same time, Notre Dame has flourished all these years, uh, being an independent. Um, you know, they they side with the ACC because they're involved in so many of their you know sports. Uh, you know, from baseball to basketball and, and some of the other sports. So, and it makes sense also for them to, to stay because of the fact that look at all the natural rivalries they have here in the, in, in the ACC with Miami, obviously they, you know, playing, maybe getting to play them a little bit more. I think that will be a stipulation too. Uh, you know, getting a chance to play Florida state and, and, and playing North Carolina and then playing Clemson. Uh, so there's, Natural draws there as well. And, and I think the ACC will hold together um, because of the fact that if you look at the athletic directors at the in the ACC, they're all strong. Uh, they're they're innovative. Uh, and if things, uh, you know, and everything's, you know, surrounding money, you know, because yeah. now you had talked about Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever they are now, uh, you know, disbanding just because USC and UCLA have. Uh, you know, been invited to the Big Ten. Well, think about this. You have a, a a Big 12 that is trying to get all those teams now. So the Big 12 will be a player. And incidentally, to all you fans of, uh, of football in the state of Florida, guess who signed on to be in the Big 12 uh, for next year? UCF. So That's right. if 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 this should come to fruition and Oregon and Arizona, both the Arizona schools and Utah decide to go in the Big 12, then win-win for UCF, Houston, uh, Memphis, uh, and Cincinnati, uh, programs that are all slated to go into the Big 12 next year. So there's a lot of talk, uh, you know, on the table. But for the SEC and the Big Ten to, to think that, you know, if, if, if schools don't, you know, join them, that they're not going to be part of the, the playoff mix. I think that's wrong because I think you still have far too many uh, Clemsons and tremendous football programs in the ACC. And then if the Big 12 makes that move, 
you know, by getting those two Arizona schools and Utah and then adding, uh, you know, Oregon and maybe even Oregon State down the, the road, they're still going to be as viable as they ever were, probably get more pushing because they'll have rivalries with Oregon State, I mean, Oklahoma State, and then they'll have Texas Tech and, and schools like that. So there's there's really talent everywhere. I mean, not everybody could be an SEC school. Uh, but if that should happen and, 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 you know, I mean, I, but I just don't see if Miami, Miami, I don't think will be left out of any conversation. First of all, look at the media hub. They are the city yes. of Miami and Lauderdale. And, you know, even into the Palm beaches, it's arguably that it will be arguably other than Nashville, the biggest, uh, hub if they went to the sec. So, I mean, it, you know, I mean, there's no, you look at all the one horse towns like, you know, uh, like Gainesville and not to, to ruin our friends up there, but they're small <laughs> communities. Don't worry. Absolutely the people in Gainesville, they, they probably, they probably still like you in Gainesville. They hate me. So don't even, uh, don't even worry about what you I, say on this. But show. I'm saying Miami being that, uh, media hub where they, they, you know, that their TV ratings will soar because of the fact that there's so many, you know, viewers in South Florida, it, it only helps. It only helps any conference. And right now the ACC understands that, with Miami and Boston College, uh, you know, and Georgia Tech, you have three huge, I mean, huge media markets in Boston, Atlanta, and in the South Florida area. And and they really would prefer not to lose that. And then you yeah. even have with the Carolina schools, you have Charlotte. So right now, I think that, you know, Miami, uh, you know, is in a great situation. I don't think, like I said, they're not going to be left out of any conversation because why wouldn't you want Miami? Because what they bring in all their sports. Remember, this isn't just a football thing. What Miami brings in their women and men's basketball, what they bring in their baseball teams or in the baseball team. This is certainly a program that would be, uh, you know, would, would be a huge piece a centerpiece in any conference that they went to so no i think as a fan if the acc should fall apart which i don't see because like i said you have three major markets that are going to keep them and maybe even charlotte with a fourth uh, to keep them afloat more than afloat so let me bring this full circle into your realm because some of the things you're saying are, are pretty reassuring to me as a canes fan basically it's going to work out one way or the other wherever miami is okay so so this is something people freak out about, okay, myself included, that if Miami were to just either decide not to leave the ACC or maybe not even have the opportunity to leave the ACC, depending on how they can get out of the grant of rights agreement, which is financially makes it makes it tougher for teams to right. leave. And then, you know, you stay in the ACC and then the SEC and the Big Ten become by far the top two. Like you go from a power five to basically a power two. Um, would you be worried about that impacting recruiting? Like, would that make it tougher for Miami to be landing the blue chippers, the four and the five stars, the way they've been doing even over the past week, right? If, if they're in a clearly lesser conference, would you worry about the recruiting impact of that? Not really. I just think that when you win, it takes care of itself. And when you, you know, let's, let's face it. And we've said this over and over again in every uh, program that I'm on. And even on our radio show, I tried to reiterate that, Outside of South Florida and the, and the little circle of Miami fans, you go to Dubuque, Iowa, or you go to Boston, Miami's still a 7-6 and six team in their mind. And if mm. they're 7-6 and six in their mind, and they're getting all these studs right now from around the country, I don't think they'll ever have a problem. From an image standpoint, that you means a whole lot. 
what they've done in football, especially now with Mario Cristobal uh, pulling out all stops. I think they're one program that that would be an entity that would, you know, would never uh, detract of what they're doing now, but they have to win. Obviously that's a key. And, uh, and I think they'll do so. And they're, and you know how people are, they're jealous of the fact that Miami's caught fire again, as far as recruiting and saying they're going to lose all these five stars because they're not going to win and this and that. And I don't agree. I, I think that your coaching staff now and your administration and your athletic director who has been there, done that, who is one of these guys who certainly has built programs before and he knows what to do in all sports. And, uh, and he sees, he sees the big picture and with new facilities going up at Miami. Nah, I, I think this train is just starting to pull out of the station and it's going to be tough to stop it. That is beautiful. So some of the, uh, the names we're going to get into recruiting hardcore recruiting with Larry Bluestein. Some of the names we want to talk about, uh, that are getting a lot of buzz right now in, in terms of Miami four-star offensive tackle, Olaus Alinen, uh, four-star offensive tackle, Peyton Kirkland, uh, Tommy Kinsler. We're still waiting for his announcement after decommitting from Florida, Jalen Brown, five-star wide, re- wide receiver, Jaden Wayne, five-star defensive end who's trending to Miami four-star receiver, Jaden Bonds who've been trending towards Miami. Just some of the names we are going to talk about right after we talk about rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like hey is your odyssey an lx or an ex i I don't know and then you wait while the person behind the counter offers uh, orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and even in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30% more, 50% more, even 100% more for the same exact parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, you've got that Honda Odyssey. If you need a new fuel pump, it's going to cost you $353 from a chain store, only $216 from Rock Auto. That's a huge saving. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On Canes into their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And we are joined by the legend, Larry Bluestein, host of the South Florida High School Sports Show. So, Blue, uh, a lot of buzz right now when it comes to offensive tackles after Miami landed the literally the biggest fish. I mean, literally and figuratively the biggest fish when it comes to Francis Maui Goa who committed uh, this uh, this past uh, Monday, 4th of July, to the U. Top offensive tackle in the country. Five-star commit. And so now we're already re- wondering who the next offensive lineman in are going to be. And a couple of players that I see a lot of buzz for, especially with the way they're tweeting about Miami these days. Uh, and this young man, uh, originally from Finland, plays high school ball now in Connecticut, Olaus Alinen did visit Miami uh, not too long ago, end of June, and he's really been hyping up the U on social media. This is a four-star offensive tackle. I know you, Blue. You've probably watched him play because you've watched everybody. What can you tell me about Olaus? Well, you know, it's funny because I was watching a lot of film on him last week uh, when when the name was mentioned, and and certainly this kid's, you know, raw in so many ways, but 6'6", 
315 pounds. He moves extremely well. Uh, a very athletic kid. I mean, you know, doesn't come from, he comes from a different country that doesn't emphasize uh, football, but they emphasize being athletic. And there's a lot of, a lot of athletes who've come from Germany and Sweden and Holland that have never played these sports, but they, they certainly excel because of their athleticism. He's one of them long arm type of guy uh, getting extremely strong as we speak. Uh, you know, as you said, I mean, he's going to Lo the Loomis Chaffee School in Connecticut right now. But, you know, I mean, when, when a school like Alabama covets him, you know that Miami's on the right track. And then certainly, you know, he may feel that coming to a Miami with a coaching staff and, and with uh, Coach Maribel, who's been uh, as good as you get. I mean, and, and he's worked extremely well. And then the oper opportunity to play with Francis Marigola. So, uh, you know, or at least be in that same line because that's where Miami needs to start building a fortress. And once they do, just like in the old days with the Bryant McKinney's and such, uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So I definitely think Olaus is, is a, a target um, in his visit from what I hear went extremely well. So I'm excited for, for him and excited for Miami if they can land somebody like that. So another uh, four-star offensive tackle who's in the conversation. He's been in a few schools' conversations, though. Big-time prospect from Orlando, four-star Peyton Kirkland. Now, th there was a time, you know, weeks ago when it felt like uh, Florida might be the team to beat for him. More recently, it's felt like Michigan State might be the team to beat for him. There's buzz, though, for Miami. And Francis Maui Goa recently tweeted to Peyton Kirkland that, you know, he wants him blocking next to him. And then Peyton responded, said, let me be your left tackle. So it's like there's definitely some flirting going on between Peyton and the University of Miami. He also visited uh, at the end of last month. And I know given, you know, he's in the state, I know you've watched this player personally. What can you tell me? Since the ninth grade. And uh, I remember Coach Ronnie Wells telling me when we were up there for a camp uh, watching him, he goes, keep your eye on this kid because he's going to grow. Uh, you know, he was showing me, uh, you know, some film of him in the JV uh, level. And he says, wait till you see this kid because he's uh, he's got so much maturing to do. And he has. He's turned into a he was six, three, six, two at the time. Now he's six, six uh, weighs in the three forty range, three forty five range. Not fat, not fat. I mean, he's a big kid. I mean, I, and recently I saw him at one of the seven on sevens when he came for the line, a line camp with his team because now that's what they're doing a lot. These, these teams go on, on seven on sevens, but they also have line camps there. So everybody stays uh, together and becomes more of a cohesive uh, team rather than a bunch of individuals, but he moves extremely well. As I said, uh, very athletic uh, football player. And I mean, here's a guy that I watched on the sideline throwing the ball around. So anytime you see a lineman throwing the ball around and looking pretty good at doing it, mm -hmm. you've, got, you've got a huge advantage over anybody else. And, uh, yep, I think uh, – and Coach Wells knows uh, some some major linemen. He's been around them all his life, and he knows as a coach uh, that he has something special, and he called this one right on the dot. Uh, I want to circle back to the offensive line because people are like, talk about skill position, guys. Talk skill position. You know, another another player in our backyard, Blue, I know you've watched him a ton. And again, I want to emphasize uh, Larry Bluestein watches so many games like he he doesn't judge players strictly based on the stars and the highlights and the camps. He watches so more games than anybody probably in the country. Five star wide receiver out of Gulliver Prep in Miami, Jalen Brown. He has been trending 
towards the University of Miami. Miami's doing very well in the wide receiver market right now. They've already had Robbie Washington committed for a long time. Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph uh, gave his verbal commit within the last couple of weeks. Jalen Brown could be the next one and would be a big domino to fall. Blue, this is a, a five-star player. What can you tell us about watching Jalen Brown? Well, here's a kid that I've had an opportunity to watch the last two and a half, three years. Uh, started out as just a, a track kid that everybody was watching. I've kind of really been in on him since he was in the seventh grade. His dad is a, a tremendous promoter, uh, you know, of his son. And he he put me on to Jalen when, when Jalen was in the seventh grade. So I've kind of watched his progress, uh, him becoming, you know, going from a track star to a football player uh, now. And we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago on the radio show. And he talked about leadership and how much he's learned from being at Gulliver and being around some of the top athletes that they've been able to produce over the last few years. Um, and I think the world of him, he's a really good kid, gets it done in the classroom, extremely quick, gets open, knows how to separate, which is important because that's the thing. A lot of people could be fast, but if they don't know the skill and, you know, of, of being able to separate from a corner uh, and he's going to be an outside guy, he's not going to be a slot. So he's going to be a premier type of kid. Uh, you know, he's not going to be like Ray Ray's going to be inside and a slot guy, which is a, a nightmare for defenses, but a dream for the, for the university of Miami, because here's a guy who runs as well as anybody. So, the future, if you have somebody like those two, a Jalen Brown on the outside and then maybe a Ray Ray on the inside, I mean, they, they, they complement each other. And there's and and that's a fact. That's what Miami's trying to build now. Uh, yeah, they're trying to build a fortress inside with their tackles, their guard, and their center. But at the same time, if you have really quality uh, receivers who will demand that nobody gets double covered, that's something important. You look at Alabama and you can't double coverage any of their receivers because you're going to pay for it. So the Miami's trying to create a man-to-man -man defense uh, for their receivers. And once they get that, and I think with those two, uh, there's a couple of other ones that I know that Hakeem Williams has been one of the players that they've talked about, another kind of four-ish, five-star basketball guy that's turned made a successful turn to basketball, I mean to football. And then their linebackers. I mean, yeah. their linebacker room, I mean, excuse me, their tight end room oh, is going to oh, be yeah, as big as sure. is going to be as important as anybody. I mean, they just in this class alone for 23, they have three already put that in, uh, you know, with with Arroyo, who's going to be a stud of studs. And then you have Will Mallory, who I think if he puts together a healthy year, he could be as good as anybody in the country. Absolutely. All right. So keep it locked here to lock on locked on canes. We still have to talk about. Jaden Wayne, who's announcing this Saturday, so we don't have long to wait to find out if he's coming to the U. Jaden Bonsu, who announces later this month. I want to ask Blue about Samuel Mapemba as well from IMG Academy because a lot of our listeners have been asking us about him. A lot of you have been asking me about Built Bar. Guys, from the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. I love the puffs, guys. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen, okay? They're also good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. 
All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And the best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. You can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect for when you've got that craving. I just had one about a half hour before we started the show, and you need to satisfy your sweet tooth as well. If you need a quick, healthy snack, these are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and go to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk puffs right now go to built.com and use our promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 and thank you for being locked on canes and making us your first listen every day available free wherever you get your podcast so blue miami fans uh speaking of drooling over puff bars they're drooling over Jaden wayne who's going to be announcing this saturday around noon july 9th um he's been trending towards the U. Uh, this is a player, I know he's over in uh, Tacoma, Washington, but he is transferring to IMG. So if you haven't seen him in person, I will forgive you, given the other end of the country. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of highlights on Jaden Wayne. He is a monster. He looks ready to play right now. Uh, he even, he catches passes as well in high school. He's not going to do that at the college level. He's going to be an edge rusher. But what stands out to you about Jaden Wayne? Well, his size and athleticism. He's six five, about two forty five. He gets off that. He gets off the edge really, really quick. He's got long arms. Uh, he's super athletic. He's quick, and he reads really well. I mean, he can read plays, and you know, in the backfield because of his height, he gets a chance to see over a lot of those kids. I know that that was at a different level, and now once he gets to IMG. Even in practice, you know, going against uh, like Francis Malagoa and, and players like that, and in practice, he's going to get better and better because everything's going to be elevated. When when you go to IMG, like all these players have gone, uh, you know, even even uh, what's his name, the uh, Riley Williams kid, the tight end, yeah. uh, he's going to be another one of those that are, are going to help him. But yeah, to answer your question, I think he's one of those guys. You get him and Samuel Mapemba who is another uh, defensive end type of edge rusher who's 6'4", 245. Uh, you're getting kids that are going to be 18 years old coming onto your campus. Uh, they're like a blank canvas, uh, a talented blank canvas. You could mold and shape them, and they, they could make a, an impression. Because remember, Miami's looking at defensive tackles as well, the kid Walker from Osceola, uh, players like that. So if they can land, and remember, we, I think we've talked about this in the past, that schools like Georgia, schools like Alabama, schools like Ohio State have become successful on defense because of their pass rushers and because of the, their interior. And Miami, obviously, with a Leonard Taylor and a couple of other players, if they can consider or continue that trend of getting or landing those type of football players, then your ends and your rush, your edge rushers, your DNs become more valuable because as athletic as both, um, you know, as Mapemba is uh, definitely, and and obviously you're looking at a kid uh, in uh, Jaden Wayne, um, they're only going to enhance their, you know, what they have now. And, and certainly that's some, that's something that Miami's banking on and they've got a legit chance with both of them because of the way that things have been falling. Um, you know, and I told you when we talked, when we were talking about, uh, you know, the quarterback position and you asked, hey, do we have a chance with so-and-so? And I said, yeah, because this is where Miami's trending now. Miami's trending towards the future. 
you know, forget about what's happened the past few years with, with other regimes. You have a whole different new slate aboard. One that has proven in the offseason that they mean business and that they're not going to settle for the two, quote unquote, you know, me with the stars. I'm not a big star guy, but I know, uh, you know, the quote unquote, two, three stars. Now they're going after the big boys and then they're going to be battling the guys who have been in the mix. The Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States for and Georgia's for these football players. And and they're going to come out and they have already, as you could see, with Francis Maragoa, who is probably as high a uh, Offensive line recruit as Miami's had since Chantel, San, Chantrell Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty good. There's one more player I wanted to ask you about. And uh, and I, I think this is probably good news for Miami, the way things are trending, that he moved his announcement up a month. He was going to, and I said this on yesterday's episode, I was wrong because he changed it. I had it written down as an August 20 announcement. He moved it up, I think, to July 20th. And that's four-star safety, Jaden Bonsu. From New Jersey. Now, given the way that suddenly all the buzz for him seems to be Miami, I think the fact that he moved his announcement up, I'm just reading the tea leaves here. It, it probably feels good for the U. What can you tell me about Jaden Bonsu? Extremely athletic. I mean, he covers space. He hits like a truck, uh, good size, um, re reacts extremely well. Uh, very athletic, as I said. I mean, here's a guy who could probably play five positions on the football field. But what he brings to the table is an athletic ability, the uh, the opportunity to 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 maybe you know maybe to be another a Williams type of player, not as big, but certainly as aggressive and somebody that will attack you and and uh, and somebody like I said who could play so many different positions. And I think that that what his recruitment has come down to, I think he's seen enough to the point where if you uh, you're watching the NFL draft and all of a sudden a player goes and then this other team knows exactly I'm not waiting. This is what my what he's doing, I think. I think he's pretty well sold on the fact that Miami's got the atmosphere for him, um, you know, and, and, and certainly the co competitive level. Remember, a lot of this stuff is all about teaching. And if you have people in place to teach, people in place to coach, um, a lot of these kids look at that as well, you know, and plus Miami's not a terrible place to be throughout the entire year. I love it. And you want to make sure you follow this man on Twitter at Larry Bluestein and make sure you listen to his show Monday nights on 560 WQAM in Miami. You can get the replays on the Odyssey app. Blue, thank you so much for taking the time. Anytime, Alex. Thank you. I love it. Excellent stuff there. And guys, get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Locked On ACC. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.